Welcome back to another edition of Every Step of the Way Bible Study Discussion Group. Um, a little more information about us. We're more of a discussion forum. A group of brothers just get together every Tuesday and talk about the gospel, share the gospel, share scriptures. And we tie it in with real life situations and, and try to make it plain. And, and hopefully everybody can relate to it. And, and we try to just bounce things off each other and make it make sense to to the average man or even a seasoned, even a seasoned person in the word. So hopefully you enjoy it. It's the group discussion everyone wants more of. The type of conversation people want to be a part of. We share the gospel, scriptures, and we talk real life situations. You've heard us and followed us on Facebook Live. Now you can watch us right here on the Vision Live Network. The wait is over. It's now time for the Hour of Truth. Welcome to the Every Step of the Way Bible Discussion Podcast. The Real starts now. That the mistake, the lesson is in the mistake. Um, that's where you learn. That's where you learn the value of not making that mistake again. Because if it all went right like we think it's supposed to go right, then we wouldn't need God. <laughs> so because oh. so we wouldn't do anything wrong. So uh, we wouldn't think of things, you know, in that manner. But I think the lesson comes from the mistake. And I think if we change the perspective of how we make mistakes, um, then we w it will be easier for us to come out of those. Uh, we won't feel as unworthy um, uh, because we look at those mistakes as lessons learned. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely agree with you, Josh, that mistakes are important because that's how you learn from those mistakes. Especially as kingdom men, especially as kingdom kingdom people, um, I think I think that's very important. And and I did, and I didn't share your post this now, brother Dan. I like that. I <laughs> hey, bro, share. you got it, you got it, man. The lesson is in the mistake. The I lesson. totally agree. Man. It is. I see Todd on here. Is Todd still on here? Uh, you muted. I don't know. What. Okay, right. yeah, you muted, All right, so. yeah, hey, um, yeah, brother Robert had calls and the link, the link wasn't working. Um, yeah, all that's good stuff, man. Brother Prince opened us up in prayer, and then we dive right back into all that. Gotcha. Let's pray, gentlemen. Gracious Father God, we are humbly coming for you tonight. Just giving thanks, God. Thank you for God, just life itself. Thank you for yes, the mistakes yes. that we make and the lessons learned in the mistakes, Father God. We pray that tonight as we open up and uh, discuss this word tonight, Father God, it impacts our hearts and it leads us on a better journey to be closer to you, to closer be the men that you want us to be, Father God. We pray for those that are trying to get on, Father, that they get on, Father God, and we pray to continue Continue, God, just to really, God, grow as men, God, uh, in your kingdom. In your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Strong prayer. Strong prayer. Uh, man, what I wanted to do, I want to just walk through this. Um, Dirty Bird suggested it, and I just thought it was an awesome idea because as, as an athlete, right, <laughs> how good am I if I don't know what I'm playing? You know what I mean? If, if I'm an athlete, how good can I be, how productive, how successful can I be if I do not know the details of what position that I'm playing? Uh, Talent-wise, I might can do a little something. But the fundamentals and the, the small things and the in and out is, is necessary 
to be successful. And so we, um, Brother George says it all the time, and Brother Charles said a lot to men of God, and with these great men of God, and, and, and it's all true. And so I just really want to walk through this process, man, and, and, and dive into what exactly that looks like. I just think when we finish, I think we're going to be so much better on the other side of this. What I want, what I ask you guys to do is as we go through these, we're going to probably do like two of these per um, chapter because they, they're not super long, but you know, it's, it takes a little time to read through it. Just highlight, highlight some things that jumps out at you that you want to talk about. And I just want to read that first, that opening in the, the cry for a kingdom man. It said the kingdom man is the kind of man that when his feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh crap, he's up. When a kingdom man steps out of his door each day, heaven, earth, and hell take notice. When he protects the woman under his care, she can do little to resist him. His children look to him with confidence. Other men look to him as someone to emulate. His church calls on him for strength and leadership. He is a preserver of culture and a champion of society to keep out evil and usher in good. A kingdom man understands that God never said a godly life would be easy. He just said it would be worth it. And man, that was, to me, it was so strong because purpose, man, as a kingdom, y'all know I talk about purpose a, a lot, mm -hmm. right? And it also speaks of being the light. What I, what I just read, a lot of times people come off like we have to preach and throw, throw scriptures out at people. And that's fine and dandy. But once I know who I am in him, I walk like what I just read. People, we should, we should, we should be set aside by who we are in Him, and I think knowing who we are in Him aids in that cause greatly. That confidence, walking in confidence, and all those things, I can't do that if I don't know who I am in Him. And y'all heard me talk about my struggle with my identity in Christ a lot, right? That's not by happenstance. The, the more I believe, the more that God has for you the more the enemy attacks that, that the thing. If I'm spending time fighting Satan over who I am in Christ, where I'm going, where I'm going in the direction of my purpose. If I'm sitting down all day, no, big five did, but I've been forgiven for all the things that Satan, everything Satan is telling each one of us, I've been forgiven because I've asked for it. I asked for forgiveness several times. And God said, I, you have that. Now latch on to me and let's ride. But if I sit down and beat myself up over and over again about who I am in Christ, it's, it's, it's just over with. Anybody got anything that they highlighted that they want to talk about before we move, move on? I think, yeah, I'll go. Um, when I read the part about it being three teams on a football field when he used that analogy. And yes. he was like, you know, basically a lot of times we don't recognize that third team, but how crucial they are to uh, mm -hmm. um, upholding the rules and preventing chaos and everything. How they go outside of the rules, they're punished by the governing body. And if they if they try to put themselves over the rules or over the governing body, they're kicked out. And I mean, how that relates. I mean, the Bible is our rule book and he's the, the governing body for us. Um, and I think for me, it convicted me a lot because a lot of times if I think I'm right about something 
say it's my kids, my wife, my family, especially if I'm, if I feel like I'm right, it ain't no change in my mind. But what convicted me is that two weeks ago when we had that conversation about, you know, if one of our kids were gay and, you know, I was being set on, yeah, that's my kid. They coming in period. Like no, no, no gray area. And it convicted me like, you know, this rule book says X, Y, Z, I got to follow X, Y, Z or I'm wrong period. And that's, and that's just, I'm glad you said that because, man, when I, when I, as I started going back through this, he, he don't have favorites and he don't, his word is his word. We, we start su- subjecting it to family and, and, and other stuff, but his word does not give us, <laughs> he don't give us flexibility to say, well, I'm not going to apply that to Corey. I'm not going to apply that to Caleb. You know what I'm saying? His word doesn't, it doesn't make room for that. You, you, the word is pretty much cut and dry. And as a kingdom man, we have to do things sometimes that does not feel good. A lot of times we do things that in, in, in the name, in the name of the kingdom, we do things that hurts. It hurts sometimes, but it works out for the good. But at that moment, and man, it's, it's just crazy that that conversation, man, it felt like it was yesterday to me. What you had there? Um, um, what I got from it was a lot of it, a lot of the things that was being said about a kingdom man was not so much of what he said. It was just more so his presence. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. Um, just by his presence and he exemplified Christ so much that he didn't say, he didn't say anything. Like his children looked to him and said his church looked to him. The, the wife or the woman would be, uh, couldn't resist him. Uh, his presence um that that was important that really stood out to me that when you when you have when you when you're kingdom mining you have that presence of god uh in you that you don't really have to say much you know what i'm saying it just it's more about what you do versus what you say so right yeah. and and i'm i'm gonna I'm say this and then i'm gonna leave that conversation alone from the other week but i just really want to make sure because i i don't think it's a i don't think it's a right or wrong answer per se but like Darren just talked about and Josh said, being a kingdom man, we have we have our own playbook, we have our own rule books, and the standard is the Bible. Right. And and so when in any situation, we have to go to the Bible and, and then we have to put the wall up between kids, um, mom, dad, family, wife, kids, because he's he just his word applies to everyone. And so moving on. Anybody got anything else that they highlighted? If not, let me, let me uh, it, it, it's a, it's a, I mean, kind of that what Josh was talking about too, with the rules and every time you step outside the rules, there's governing bodies and dealing with the rules and, and the Bible is the playbook. And if you step outside of the playbook, there are rules to that too. But I, I think too, that we get into the round where we pick and choose what rules that apply to what? Right, right. Uh, I, I think that's what we fail at. So a lot of times we 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 go hard line on certain rules and then on other rules when mm-hmm. when depending on what it is, we we may take a soft uh tone to it. Right. Instead right. of trying to trying to understand uh what it is instead of going to the overseer or going to the uh what's the word they used in the book the uh uh commission might have been 
Say again? Was that the commissioner? Yeah, it, they might have said the commissioner or the king or one of the two. Yeah. That's the particular word in the book and following his lead. Because I, I think sometimes, even with taking a hard line, we tend to follow the hardness and not the loving aspect of it. Right. And right. therefore, the message still gets lost. Right. That's good. That's good. Anybody else? I The second thing I highlighted, and Josh was talking about the three teams, and which is, I, I really like the football analogy. And it says, Jesus has not asked you to be a fan. He has plenty of fans already. Every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, his fan base shows up in full force. They show up in stadiums, often filled to capacity all around the world. Within these stadiums, there is great emotion, great singing, preaching, excitement, cheers of adulations, recognition, and statements of affirmation. But Jesus is not interested in just having fans. No fan ever set the stage for a battle to be won. Jesus wants men who will carry out his agenda, governance, and guidelines in a world in crisis. That right there, man, was man. That was strong. It was strong to me because it speaks on no the, the spiritual warfare aspect of what we embark on every day. Because it's easy, it's easy to become a fan. A lot of times, and it's just me, my opinion. I think, and I I don't I don't have this problem because I can't tell you where no script is at by heart. Maybe two or three. But I think a lot of times we get really comfortable in our knowledge of scriptures and our ability to shoot those things out that sometimes we can just, the next step is we get comfortable and we stop doing the work. I think for me, when I, when I see fan in this, in this passage, it, it means that we're not doing anything. What you guys think about that, that passage? Well, I, I, to me, I don't think it, it, it's not doing anything. I mm -hmm. think it, it's showing up to be seen. Yeah, um, yeah I can see that. Um, when he's talking about fan, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I'm here to show up to say I'm here. Um, you know, it's just showing up to be seen. That, and that's all it is. You may buy a little bit of paraphernalia or, or whatever to go along with it, but you know, that's all you are. It's just a fan. You have, right. have no buy-in. Um, you have no say-so in the team whatsoever. You may cheer from the outside, but that's about it. That's good. That's good, Brandon. Somebody else. I'm trying to I highlighted a couple of things. But go ahead, John. No, I was going to say that, that that's exactly how I looked at Apprentice. Because you think about fans, you think about like, uh, crap, I can't remember the, the team that guy cheered for, but he always painted himself and all dressed up and putting on a show. And that, that's when, when you say fan, that's what I think somebody who's not really vested, they just putting on a show to be seen. Jets? It might be. But yeah, that's, that's, I, I feel the same way you did, Prim. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to get to this Adam and Eve part. <laughs> I got, I got one more thing. As a kingdom man, 
You have been commissioned by heaven to rule on earth while wearing a different kind of stripe. You have been cut from a different kind of cloth because you represent a different kind of kingdom in this battle. You represent the king. And as a representative of the king, your purpose is much higher than merely your own and impacts a sphere much wider than you may ever know. As a kingdom man, there is more to you than you may have even realized. It's just that the purpose, man. I, you know, kingdom man, if I could summarize what I think that kingdom man means, is purpose. Uh, the representation automatically, but the, the purpose, man, sticks out to me. Nobody got nothing on that? Well, well, I guess here's the thing. You, when you said purpose, it's when you come in knowing your purpose, it, <clears throat> it's a difference uh, than searching for your purpose. Because when oh, I know, when I know what I got to do, when I know what my purpose is in life, I have a direction. Uh, and, and when I know my direction, you know, it's easy for me to go. Am I going to run into obstacles? Yes. Am I going to run into challenges? Yes. But I know my purpose. Um, we going through this lesson at church uh, uh, on Shalom. And it was being in part of what he taught the why. Do you know your why? Then on the outside, you have the what? Why? Why, why is it that you do what you do? Do you know your why? Why did Jesus do what he do? What was the why? And understanding the why, once we understand the why and what the why is, the purpose in doing the work makes a lot more sense. Makes a, The world still going to be challenging. But if you know your why, you know, you know your purpose along the way. Let me, that's good stuff, Prentice. Let me ask you this. How come as a church, as the church, we, we've got into um, membership. We, we welcome people to the, we do the call to the altar. We, we do the baptism and, and, and we, we welcome people. We do the call for salvation. All those things are great, right? But can you imagine how many people come to come to the Lord? And sometimes it might take years before they even think about purpose. Do you think that purpose should be part of that? I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't help somebody find their purpose, but you can you can start the process of praying, helping someone pray and asking God to show them their purpose. Sometimes, like you said, some people already know their purpose, but others, more time than not, it might be more than, it's probably more than not that don't have a clue of what their purpose is. Why, why don't we walk people through that process of, of asking God, of, of helping them find their purpose? I think some people die and never know their purpose. Well, to me, well on, on that note, you have to kind of set to me again, you have to separate it a little bit out, sir, because when we talk in purpose, purpose is different for each individual. Right, um, right. The, the per their purpose may not be to uh, 
come to the come to Christ. That may not be their purpose. Right. And see, that, that that's why it's people use the analogy, you know, people come into your lives for a season. You hear that analogy sometimes. And that season may not be at that particular point to lead you to Christ or lead them to Christ. It could be for something totally different. Or it could be just to get you on the path. I don't know. Whatever that purpose is. Right. Well, so so are we are we go ahead, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, oh, sorry, man. I was just gonna say that I think I think we sometimes when it comes to purpose, we only think it's supposed to be churchy. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be yeah, religious. And that's not always the case. I think being Christ-like is always going to, should be the foundation of everything you do. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm-hmm. important. But I, I think people, finding your purpose, that's a journey that you have to take. But it's up to us to, you know, it's good to teach somebody or understand building blocks but it's ultimately up to the individual to find their purpose. Um, just like when the Bible says that, you know, the story about when Jesus gave the parable about the talents, he gave them different, he gave them talents and it was basically the master gave them talents and each one of them went out and did different things with their talents. And it wasn't necessarily necessarily churchy. It was, you know, it could have been anything. One opened up a business, one, you know, whatever your purpose might be. Um, I think it's just we 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 should do a better job at at more so the building blocks of <clears throat> how to sustain and, and 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 but it's up to us to to ultimately ask God ourselves that individual ourselves for purpose like what is our purpose you know what I'm saying and He'll tell you you just have to ask. I think my question, but I don't think do everyone think about purpose. I don't think we naturally think about sometimes when people come to Christ, they maybe, maybe they can sing, right? And everybody grab them and throw them on the choir, right? 15, 17 years, because they can sing, uh the 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 the, the church mom and the first ladies tell them that their, that's their gift and that's their purpose. So, so that person may not even go and spend time and asking because they've been told, they've been told that their gift is also their purpose. And I don't think they all, that's always the case. So, yeah. And so, and so my, my thing, my question is, is like, like if we, if we doing the baptism, we doing membership classes, if we doing discipleship, Shouldn't we also be teaching people how to pray and ask God what they purpose? Because like you said, it's an individual thing. It's an individual thing that you really, ultimately you're going to have to find on your own. But people that I talk to, man, cats don't even, they've never thought about purpose. I'm talking about for years, like they gave their life to Christ and that was it. No one, no one took them by the hand and showed them nothing else. Like whatever the next step, they just, we leave them by the wayside. It's funny you say that, um, Todd, because I remember when I got baptized in Unjoma Church, man. It was back in 99. And the first thing everybody did to me was, you need to be on the choir. You need to be on the choir. Dude, a pack of hound dogs sound better than me, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, 
why are you telling me I need to join the choir? Then they came to me and say, usher board. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea because I got very short patience. So I, what I did was like what you said, I prayed and I started noticing I'm sitting around the house. Like I told you a couple of weeks ago, I found a shoebox where I actually wrote sermons. My calling was Sunday school and we just had Bible study on Wednesday night. Now we moved to Tuesday night and that, that was my calling. And that was for, and, and it wasn't, it was for the younger kids, the, the teenagers and stuff. And I'm like, so it, it's, it's funny that you said that. I, I don't know what it is that when people get baptized, the first thing they want to tell everybody to do is join the choir, join the usher board. I already know those two was not me because I know me. I love people, but I got very short patience. But when it comes to the younger generation, the 14, the teenagers, I got all the patience in the world with them. Well, I feel like, I feel like, and that that's, that's, that's good because I think a lot of it is just formality. Um, it's just what we have adapted in the Western culture of what we call church. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like purpose is not necessarily for the church. It's, it's really for what our purpose is in the earth through the church um, mm -hmm. and, and that I think I think that that's very important because everybody's everybody's gifts and talents you know you know the Bible says give some preach teach uh, prophesy you know the five you know the fivefold you know the whole the whole nine so we all have different gifts and talents but we also have you know different talents to maybe be musical or to sing or to do teach or you know, tie mentorship, uh, just, just different different gifts that you might have. But I think, I think purpose is such broad. It's such a rabbit hole. You know what I'm saying? It's not really. Uh, it's it's a rabbit hole. You know, when you think about what's my specific purpose, um, when you have so many gifts and talents, how do you narrow that? You know what I'm saying? And I think that's something that only God can tell the individual. But do a, I think back to what your question was, Todd, when you was like, does a person think about purpose? No, I think they, they don't think about what purpose is because, but I think as humans, we naturally yearn for purpose. It's almost like that person that gets high for the first time and they, and they keep getting, I mean, I don't do drugs. It's just what I, what I have, have read about in documentaries and different things. You know, they chase that high that first high, they never get it. They never get it, but they, they got this yearning for it. And I think as individuals, as, as people of God, you know, that, that purpose that we have, we, we kind of, we can sniff it, but we don't know how to go about it. And I think that's where the church comes into play that we can do a better job at, at kind of um, conditioning people, um, conditioning and coaching people uh, how to go after their purpose, not necessarily what their purpose is, but to go after it so they can find it. So, because I think people naturally, without thinking about it, go, you know, they yearn for their purpose. I think that's, that's just what we, we do as humans. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah. Well, well, brother Darren, I got half of you and me, so don't worry about that part. I, I took care I of you. I, I ain't even trying to go down there. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I took care, I took care for you. And uh, as far as the church, when you get baptized and, and 
and give your life to Christ, the first thing most people, most leaders in the church trying to do is to get you off the bench and get you into the game. That's why they put you on certain auxiliaries. It's not that that's your purpose or, or that you can sing. All choir members can't sing. I mean, it, it's just to get you busy in the church because the church needs bodies inside of it to function. I mean, I, once you find your own purpose, as Dan says, then you know where you need to go and what you need to be concentrating on. That don't mean you can't be on the choir or on the usher board. I mean, those are auxiliaries that need people. And I mean, you know, and I don't know how far y'all got. I really don't, but forgive me. No matter what, whatever you got. Well, forgive me because uh, I think Todd hacked my computer. But uh, I, I just want to read these, these first few words. And it said, a kingdom man is the kind of man that when his feet hit the floor each morning, the devil says, oh, crap, he's up. Is he saying that about you? Right. And he's saying that about you. Now, we're we, we, we going to go through this book now. And we the first thing we got to do is be truthful to ourselves. Is he saying that about you? And if he's not, why? Because when your feet hit the floor, when you went to bed, you knew your mission for the next day. When your feet hit the floor, okay, what you've been dreaming about, I don't, I don't care nothing about that. You know what the day entails that you got to fight. You got a battle. It, it's just like Russia bombing Ukraine. You know what, what is going on. You, you in a war every day, and you fighting the devil. It's just that simple. Do he say, oh, crap, he's up when your feet hit the floor? We, um, I opened up with that. That's good stuff, Brother Robert. I opened up with that. And because it's such, it's such a strong, it's, a, it's a, such a strong statement that you asked. Do, is, he, is he bothered? Is the enemy bothered? By anything you are doing, thank you, sir. If thank if he's not, <laughs> if 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 I'm not a threat, if I'm not a threat, then my my status as a kingdom man, I need to re reassess it. I need I need to reassess if he's not messing with me much. And Lord have mercy, last year and some change. <laughs> the last uh. years of change. Man, he's been shooting arrows and throwing rocks and shooting bullets, grenades, everything at me. And trust me, man, I had so many moments where I want to give up. But every time I get a thought about giving up, he shows me something else he 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 has for me that he wants me to do. See, for me, my life is about service. And he's always showing me areas where he wants me to serve. And so even when Satan, when Satan messes with me, I pray and I wake up and he says, I got you. And he starts showing me that he's still with me by showing me other things that he has for me to do. But that was good. That was good stuff. Somebody else give me something. Well, I want to I mention this right quick when I was talking about purpose. I, I was sitting here and I was thinking about, we remember the story of Jesus and, and um, when they brought the woman uh, in seeing the Jesus. And he, yes, was sir. and he was right on the ground. Mm -hmm. What was her purpose? He didn't mm. say. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't give her a purpose. He, what, what? What was the last words he told her? Go live your life. <laughs> right. 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 So it wasn't nothing divine that that was for her. 
it was for all of those that came accusing her. That's who it was for. So that I said we get. I think Darren said we get so wrapped up into the thing of, of about purpose being always in the Christian mindset. Uh, but sometimes it's instead of trying to separate it out. That's good. That's good stuff, Brent. I think. I think. I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure where that came from. Because we're called to serve in any capacity. How how it ended up becoming a church mentality, I'm not really sure. But but like Darren said, man, whatever area we we can we can be serve we can be using, we should be serving in those capacities. And and not I shouldn't be serving and and I shouldn't be serving, my heart should be serving as a believer, but my mouth shouldn't be. I you know what I'm saying. I, I shouldn't be out there preaching and telling people what they should be doing. I should I should be the light while I'm doing it, you know, because my mouth's going to run more people <laughs> away than bring them to him. Trust me. The thing, man, that that part with the about the Adam about the lordship and God's name and and how they minimize it. I want to read this part. That, that whole that whole segment right there was deep to me. But this part right here, when lordship was removed from God's relationship with Adam, that led to sin and disobedience. This in turn called misalignment between Adam and God, which resulted in decay, destruction, and death. Satan's removal of, of concept law is a major problem, as we saw earlier in Genesis 3, but it isn't the only problem. Likewise, the deception of Eve is a central problem in the same chapter. But the greater problem was that Adam had nothing to say while both things happened. Genesis 3 introduces us to a long-standing problem among men, the silence of Adam. Up until the serpent and the fruit, Adam had been doing a lot of talking. He hadn't been quiet at all. In fact, Adam had been naming things right and left. But when the serpent showed up, Adam had nothing to say to it or to the woman. Instead, he sat back while the two interacted. And and and, and brother Rob, I see the little glow. I see I see the glow. And that that was very interesting to me because it, it put that in encounter in the garden in a different light. It put it put it in a different light, man. That whole them last three or four pages is talking about silence in men and how Adam was silent, and it and it got it got examples of how detrimental that was at that moment. Give me some on that. Just just think about it as you just read it. They actually had to remove Adam out the equation, and, and Jesus had to come forth. That's 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 so so powerful and profound because he was the first. Adam was the first. Right, right. He was perfect. Sure. Mm -hmm. But because he would not stand up and be who God made him to be, right, he lost everything. He lost he lost the fact that he never had to work a day in his life. Mm. Just just tend to God, but because he wouldn't be the man 
that God created him to be in his image and acknowledge him as Lord. And he, he I, I mean, and we have to think about that today because the society that we live in now, it's crumbling. The fabric is crumbling. But we still have to stand as men, as kingdom men. And, and thank you for the book. Thank, thank you for even mentioning the book because I know I don't listen to Dr. Evans a lot, but I never thought about getting this book till you mentioned it. And, and, and just the first few pages that I read them blow my mind about stuff that we should know, we should be doing, but we're not. Right. And, and, and the fact that, that you, was, you was reading the part about uh, God's authority and, and his name in the uh, Lord God, people don't say that much. They don't say it like that. They don't say Lord God. They say a lot of things, but not like that. Right. And the fact that that's where the power lies, like, like the word was saying, the enemy, he don't come at you all hard. He come at you with subtleness. The small thing that tear up the fabric. You know, thread holds everything together. But you pull that thread, <laughs> all your little clothes fall off. So, so I, I mean, it, it just, it, it's huge that, that we're in that spot. But, yeah. Let me ask you something. Good. Um, so you think, you think God was disappointed in, in, in Adam's silence, which is us? Or his lack of desire to take control of the situation. Well, let's see, well, well, let's see what, what, what did he say to him when he called out to him? What did he say? Where are thou? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then, then what Adam said? <laughs> I hid myself when I heard you. Oh, naked. Because I was naked. naked. Who told you? That means you were talking to somebody else. You took somebody else's word over mine. Who told you yeah. that you were I just realized that that man, the purpose of that question really kind of he he wanted to see, okay, you ain't said nothing when you needed to say something. Let me ask you this to see if can you talk? Because <laughs> can, can you talk? Because yes, I needed you to talk, the woman that I blessed you with. That's right, that's right. The woman that you were supposed to cover. You said nothing. Nothing. And now, now you're talking about you hiding because you naked. What? <laughs> you serious? Who told you? Who told you that? And that's what so, so just, just like that, you forgot about me. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Man, that was good. That was good stuff. What what you had, Josh? I was just gonna say I think it was to me it was powerful when they they, they talked about that portion that you just read. And they segued it into the um, miracle on the Hudson and the tragedy on the Hudson. Mm -hmm. They talked about how the pilot Sully, how he prepared his whole life flying the plane. He prepared, he prepared, he prepared. And when the time came, he was ready and he was able to act and he was able to save all of those people. I think it was 155 people on the plane, but nobody mm -hmm. died. The engines went out. He had to land the plane on the river. It was flawless. He, he had no fatalities or anything. And then it talked about the tragedy with the guy who was just berating and, and, and giving his, uh, I don't think they were married. I think it was just his baby mama, but giving her just absolute hell. And she ended up taking her, her life and trying to yeah. take her four kids' life, driving Same into room. the hood to yeah. want to escape. But it talked about how we as men, regardless, we're responsible. 
either we're going to be responsible for saving lives or we're going to be responsible for taking lives. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's up to us and we're responsible either way. Well, that, hey, quote, that quote out the book says, as a man, you are ultimately responsible for those within your domain. Men, yeah. how you lead will play a large mm-hmm. part in either the life or death experiences within your realm. You can either lead those into your your care to a place of safety, or you can drive the, those in your care to a place of chaos. Mm-hmm. Amen. That was Amen. good stuff right there. Well, that was I had that I highlighted that too, Prentice. I think that's on page 34. 35. But that's good stuff. But what what you what you mentioned, Josh, when it taught it went into detail about how long Captain Sully been flying and how long mm-hmm. he been flying excellent with excellence. And I think a lot of times, man, our struggle is that, yeah, I'm putting the work in. I'm putting the work in. I feel like I'm being faithful. You know what I'm saying? But those moments like that don't really occur in our day-to-day because God blocks so many things from happening to us that we're really never in position to really activate that level of faith. You know what I'm saying? The the level of faith he had to say, I'm going to go over this bridge. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna go over this bridge and land this plane in this water with without panicking, man. You know how scary that get, that had to be for him, because if somebody gonna die, it's gonna probably be him first, or at least he's probably he's gonna leave. But for eight, what they say, eighteen years he flew or whatever. But yeah. he had to make a decision, though. You gotta remember, yeah. they the told decision. they ain't where they told him to go. No, they told him to bring it back. Yeah, they told yeah. him to go back to the airport. Yeah, yeah, but he but he knew that he couldn't make it back at all. And so, yeah. man, you know what? You know what faith and courage it took to go straight into... See, he went straight into saving lives mode after he made the decision that he wasn't... He, didn't, he wasn't capable of making it back to the airport. Now, some people might die, but if I try to go back to the airport, all of us going to die. So, so to, to, to have the confidence... And the belief, and he he had to have faith though. It, I don't think that he could have pulled that off without a, a great amount of faith and a relationship with the Lord. I, I just I just no, don't. I just I just because no, it's saying said in the book it, he had to be going to perfect speed and perfect. hit at the perfect angle, angle. for that right. plane not to shatter into thousands of pieces. Now, and then it, it, and, 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 and you know with his with, with his experience. He knew that beforehand. It ain't mm-hmm. like they told him this afterwards. He knew I gotta be perfect or everybody gonna die. Yeah, right, right. And he talked about that in an interview. I, I, I'm, you know, special working at the airport. I thought I promise you guys, I thought about that incident almost every day when I pass on a plane or when by a plane real close to it. Cause it when we talk about miracles, we always think it gotta be. AD or BC 2000 years ago. No, nah, he's still, he's the same God. He's the same God he was back then. He's the same God right now. And man, if you watch the footage, just Google that sometime. I do. I Google it. I watch it on the news sometimes. Just, just to reaffirm, man, the plane, when they finally pulled a plane out, it was still almost whole. 
it was still mm-hmm. almost whole. Like it wasn't no wing, didn't no wing shoot off, no nothing. It was still almost whole. And that was God saying, the crazy thing about it, I don't know how many of you guys saw it, but uh, Vince Carter, Vince Carter was playing with the um, New Jersey Nets, right? And he was out, injured. He was missing a game or two. And he lived. He li- he, Vince was actually like the first person to report it to the news because he heard it and he looked out the woman and he said he couldn't believe what he saw. He, he saw it all take place. And man, just to hear to hear him talk about it, because I never really heard him talk about Christ before. But for him to say what he said about what happened, man, just he's real. He is. He just he's Jesus is so real, man. And that moment just blew me. It, it was some who, who who on this who on this call don't remember that? Who on here don't remember? And see that that's my point. That that's the evidence that that he is real, Tom. That's the evidence we saw it. Yeah, I, I remember that just like yesterday, miracle on the Hudson. I remember that, and, and for it to be in the book and for folks to talk about, still talk about it now. That that, that just shows you that the testament is still evidence that that people can get saved through that. And like you said, you never heard Vince Carter speak, and you're talking about somebody that people name him half man half amazing mm-hmm. that's his nickname and he saw it all so so you know it, it just shows you that that god like i said jesus is real he's still working he's still performing miracles we just got to be ready to accept him that's all and 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 for that pilot man come on man you, you know his faith is strong at least for that day man, at least for, at least for that day, because I remember them showing that play, showing it over and showing that over and over again. Right, right. You know, listen, listen. You know when you've done something perfect in your life that you've been practicing, whatever it is, sports or whatever, and when the time came, you performed it, you know how that felt. You know how that felt. You gave God the glory that day. The images that stands out to me, though, about that day is not only did he land, they land, they they all got out and stood on the wings. They got <laughs> as, as big as these planes are, as much as they weigh. Okay, mm-hmm. you. I can see you not. I can't really see you landing, and it don't tell up. I can't really see it, but I saw that. No, nope. but to but for one hundred and fifty five people, one hundred fifty seven with him and other pilot to to literally stand on wings and wait to be rescued. The plane just sat right there, and yeah. they all, and it, it it was it was the most amazing thing I've That's ever right. seen. Most amazing thing I ever seen by far, actually, by far. So a lot of times when people, when when guys talk, talk to me, and and every once in a while I know you got experience, man. When you're talking to somebody, they'll hit you with that. Well, but how you know, how you know he real? Yeah, I can say you know my my daughter being born, I can say that, but that that ain't that. Captain Sully landing that plane on the on the Hudson. Google yeah. it when you get the chance, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know he's real. If you don't, if you watch that, call me back and then ask me something else. I don't have I don't have to give you nothing else. That's that was that was confirmation for me. That's right. But that that next part, man, was the the three fingers. 
the part he talked about the three fingers in the book about the covering how how he covers his family when 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 someone has something that's too heavy for him or whatever I, I thought that was really interesting too how he how he didn't make promises but he would take the burden away from his wife and from his kids and if he if he couldn't handle it we talked about this before we really got on with live how how significant that was as the man that we take those burdens from the ones that's under us we are we are supposed to cover the ones we love brother that's dakota true. give me something on that hey man i'm I was just listening um, to what y'all were saying about all of that type of stuff. But as men of God, kingdom man, and praise the Lord, brothers. Got on a little late, but you know, we were doing kingdom work ourselves on the prayer line. Yes, but yes, uh, uh, that's what we have to do as men, taking the burden away, because that's what we do. We are the strong. That's what we're supposed to do. Take the burden, whatever that burden may be, and whatnot, to lighten the load as much as that possible. I believe we're built for that. And that's mm -hmm. what we do um, and whatnot. And and as far as that's concerned, I was just listening to everybody going back and forth about uh, about Captain Sully and whatnot. And that was an amazing feat, obviously, what had happened. But it was one thing, like I said, we always, because I remember that man, he was on all kind of different talk shows and mm -hmm. all of that and whatnot. And I don't know, maybe he could have been on TBN, some Christian shows too. But at the time, I remember all of that. But to be honest with you, not to be holier than thou, but I said, man, is anybody giving any glory to God about this? Because I don't hear nothing. I'm keep hearing Captain Sully, Captain Sully. Boy, if it had not been for God now, on that thing. Now, he, he now, did. Just like when we were talking, just, I'm just saying, he yeah. probably did. Maybe he I did. didn't hear it, but I'm talking about passengers and all that because everybody looked like they was giving it to him. I said, man, yeah, but like yeah. you said, like you said, uh, like how Brother Joshua was saying, the perfect speed, the perfect angle. I said, man, that wasn't nothing but Christ on that thing right there. I was even saying, even back then, like you said, everybody standing on the wing of the mm -hmm. plane. I was like, my God, look how good God is. I mm -hmm. mean, because that didn't have to be so. You know how many planes, how many, how many people could say they done walked away from a crane pla plane crash? Probably hardly, not that many at all. As far as the plane of that size and whatnot like that, man, I said, my God, just like you said, you want to know how amazing God is and whatnot. I mean, you know, I can say, just look at me, what God did for me. If anybody asked me that I know God is real, and that's a good example right there as well about, like you say, Google that plane. How often do you see that for right. something to happen? That wasn't nothing but God. And everybody on that plane got to be thankful to God. If you wasn't saved, it's almost like, how could you not be saved after that? How could you not know God is real? Because I'm quite sure it wasn't like 157 Christians was on the plane and whatnot, but for an amazing feat like that, my God, that, that was just awesome. And whatnot, we got to continue to give God glory for miracles every day, whether there's, uh, whether it's some type of surgery that doctors did, removing a tumor and all of that type of stuff, would look like it was inoperable. It's God, because God used the hand of the surgeons, and we always got to give God, never rob God of his glory and whatnot, man. Like you said, and and taking the burden from our families because we're the kingdom, we're the priests of our families, we're the household, we got to pray over the household, anoint the household, we got to do all of that type of stuff. As men, like I said, taking that heavy load, that's what we're built to do and whatnot as kingdom men. And it's, some, it's not easy and it don't feel good, wouldn't have the time, but we have to do that as men. And I believe that's why God brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. That's why he did it. That's why he chose you because everybody can't do that. But God chose you to do that. And we as kingdom men, that's what we have to do. Take that burden, because that's what we built to do.
Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna read before we do these shout outs and takeaways. I think it's important. It's that men also remember that rule does not mean domination or control. It means leading with wisdom for others. And when you do, as we will see in the next chapter, you are to remember your call to greatness. Men, you were created to be great. You were made for it. It is yours for the taking. Too many men either don't realize this or they don't know how to get it. Yet, as a kingdom man, greatness is your destiny. Greatness is our destiny. I think, I think, I know for me, greatness in, as big five went hand in hand. <laughs> you know, I, I got offended if you didn't tell me I was great. <laughs> yeah, you, what? But as, as, as Todd yeah. Wesley Boy, the man of God, I almost feel like I'm being arrogant when, when I, when I feel like, I'm great, but I think God wants us to feel that way. I think he wants us to be bold in our greatness in him, our, our greatness in him as a man of God, as a kingdom man. And that, that transition is what I'm struggling with. The big five transition in for big five greatness into the greatness that God has designed me for. How do I get there? And I think it's a step-by-step -step process. But for me, I want to make sure I stay in the direction of what he has for the greatness for me is that way. And I want to stay focused on him and, and not be deterred by anything or anybody. I think this was a great night, man. Good, good, good job. Great stuff, man. Looking forward to the next week. Um, I text you guys about my, my, my transitioning. Um, how you guys feel about Sunday, man? I want to do Sunday at eight o'clock from eight to nine, just an hour, man. Just, I don't want this to I don't want this to die and fall off, but God God has some things happening in my life where just really that's just where I'm at. It's not gonna be easy. It's gonna be rough because like we talked about it before, and I think a lot of the men have talked as well, because a lot of times that's a, a wind down night, uh, depending on what's going on. And sometimes you might have two church services and just getting in at six o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever the case may be. And, time to wind down even if you don't have two shirts i'm just saying it's just you know it's a family night for the most part depending on what your family do movies sometime my wife and i go out to yeah, movies and don't yeah. get back to 7 30 8 o'clock it all depends and whatnot we don't go out every sunday of course but some sundays we do and then like i said it's just a uh like i said it's just a chill night you're getting ready for work you had the weekend for the most part and you're just getting your mindset and decompressed but you know i God willing, I'll be on as much as possible if I can. But I'm just saying it's mostly I think for everybody. I ain't going to say for, I can't speak for everybody. I say for the rat household, sometimes we just get together and do things of that nature and whatnot. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because Tuesday night is a good night. And as I was talking to the brother today, you want about the the people on the outside that are looking in um, like that as well. Uh, how I mean, you know, people that tune in, uh, they gonna be able to wind down and tune in on, on Sunday nights and whatnot like that. But I think like when me and you were texting back and forth, you say that's the only night we got. That's the only choice. But I mean, I ain't saying it's gonna be easy, think, but it's gonna be a rough one. But we gonna try. I think Saturday, for me, most people Saturday were uncomfortable. Most people, and I know uh -huh. for me, Saturday, if I'm gonna do something, it's gonna be Saturday. Sunday mm -hmm. is the closest thing to Tuesday, cause 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 everybody gonna be home generally. Yeah, 
I mean, I just want to make, I understand if you got, if everybody got things to do, they say if two or more gather, you know, if it's two yeah. of us, we're going to do it. If it's three I of us, we're going we're gonna to do it. I just want to, I don't want it. I don't want this to, I don't want this to stop because God has repositioning me and you no, know, I'm just, I just got things going and this new job. And, and so if Saturday works for you guys, I'll make Saturday work. But if I'm think, available and free, I'll be on on Sunday nights. If I'm like I was saying, if I'm available and don't have anything doing, yeah, I'll be on now. Don't get me wrong. I love Aaron, this too. That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's say, let's say it like this. I, I'm so tired of y'all and these excuses. Y'all make too many excuses for me. Y'all live in the most technology period in any time in life. Right. Don't make these excuses about if I'm at the theater. Put you take your phone and you take it everywhere else. I don't want to hear that. Listen, me, if we commit Sunday, we commit to right. Sunday. I want to hear all the excuses. I was, I was telling the boys, Dirty Bird and Josh and Jonathan, before y'all got on. Think about two years ago, a, a year ago, what you was doing on Tuesday nights at nine o'clock most of the time. Like when when God shifts us, we just gotta be ready to go. If 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 that don't work, if you gotta miss some Sunday, that's that's totally understandable. But that's just kind of what we had. I don't. I love you guys. I love this. That's why. That's why I don't want to just. The other option is I got Josh email as the backup, but we ain't tried it and see will it work. I I I. That would be a better option. So I'm a, I'm a, we're gonna try to see about that. But I I like being on. And honestly, I need you guys right now. You know what I mean? I do. I can't not have yes. you guys right now, man. I, man, man, the enemy. I know you guys still pray for me, but I need to see you guys' faces. When he sees yes. me looking at talking to y'all, he runs. The brother, the, the brother's gonna meet on Sunday at eight o'clock. Man, I take the computer. I take my phone and computer to church if I'm in the third service. I take the church and go outside the parking lot. Hey, y'all, y'all, excuse me a minute. I, I gotta go talk to the brother. Listen. This you have to be on, he'll be on. We, we, we didn't think about him, Todd. But, but like you said, like you said, we're in a place, we're in a place where we need each other. So right. we just can't say, we just can't say, well, well, if I if I come, I come, if I can't make it. No, we're we talking about kingdom men. I, I believe I would have been there. So we have to know that we have to make sacrifices to get on this call, for, not for yourself, for somebody else. Right. You never, you never know who like right the code of heaven that night, but 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 we have to come on, man. But I, I mean, I know my schedule is pretty free, but God, God bless you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Uh, but but I'm looking out for everybody because I need you guys too. Right. I want to see you face. You know, I don't care if it's five minutes. You saw me struggling tonight. You wouldn't know what I had to go through to get this thing off. But I will quit telling I call Todd. He told me everybody else already on. Hey, I don't want to hear He told me what's wrong with the link. Not, ain't nothing wrong with it for everybody else. I don't want to hear I'm ready to get on, man. But, you know, we have to make these sacrifices, dog. And you know it's a trick of the enemy. He don't want us to get, get together. Right, right. He's not on Sunday night. He don't want us to It's going to happen. We're going we gonna, to. He ain't got no life anyway. So that don't, hey. that don't bother him. He don't go to movies and do stuff like that. I mean, nothing. He just hey. I go out. I do things. You know, I, I'm not going to put my wife on hold just to make you happy because you ain't got nothing to do. But I said, I'll, I'll be on here, man. 
I mean, I, I <laughs> love you, brother. You know that. I'll be on you. I need to go to Miss Price. Hey, man, these two dudes, man. These two <laughs> dudes like this. Nicole, did he, did he call you light bright? Yes, he did. All the time, man. <laughs> all, the, all the time. But anyway, let's, let's get these shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones is going to get both of them. Huh? <laughs> Jerry Jones gonna get both of them two cowboy fans going at it. <laughs> that's, that's why they can't take Jerry no, make no progress. They fight each other. <laughs> Johnson, give me some, cuz uh, I wanted um I get my book tomorrow, but I'm gonna go back and read and pull everything y'all talked about and try and inspire and sound real good. So God bless y'all, y'all families, man. Keep your hands around y'all. Hey man, hey man, love you, cuz love you. Right, hey, um, a couple things too, Todd. Let me throw this out real quick. Um, the podcast. Um, the uh, we got to uh, renew the podcast. Also, with the podcast, he he want to know if we want <coughs> to set up a Q and A session. Um, maybe somebody come on and take questions. Um, as far as setting it up at some point. Uh, how how frequent is the Q and A? Well, he had he hadn't set no schedule with it yet. He he was just saying uh, he was asking because he, he got a YouTube channel too. So he was at uh, it says uh, depends on how far you want to go with it. Um, the Q and A it would we would have to do it where we'd be able to get you know. Let people know that's what we're doing. If anybody have any questions, whether it be one person, two person, or a panel, uh, as far as doing the Q and A, but you will have to we'll have to talk with them and get that set up as far as okay. how to do it. All right, that'll work. No, you know, Jerome, Jerome is the finance manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. But like I say, it's only it's only ten dollars a month to get, and um, if everybody don't have high where where it's located and how it's streaming, I, I um, you want to get a picture on there of of actually the, the guys on the group. He wants to get a picture on there, and we want to be able to start putting it out on different social media platforms of the podcast, so how they how people can get to the podcast. Okay. So, so we need to. What we need to do for as pictures, we need to just take, send you, send you. Well, a, this is this is my first suggestion. If you can start, if everybody can see my headshot, um, of some type, uh, that uh, we can start with that, and a, a headshot and a short bio. All right, I don't need your life history, but just a headshot and a short bio, and he can start integrating them on the um. As far as on the web page and with the podcast, it's hard to summarize Big Five in a little short paragraph. <laughs> just for five, just, just for five, man. Just five. <laughs> All right, you you good, friend? Yeah. All right, good job, man. Love you, uh, brother Robert. I just want to read this part. I mean, like I said, I've been knowing, listening to him for a long time, but never picked up his book. God created Adam before Eve, because he was to be responsible for both rule and lead. 
rule and lead. They go together. To rule, and you have to be a good leader. And to be a good leader, you got to know how to rule. And it's not about an iron fist. It's about the way of God. And being a kingdom man, I mean, it, it's it's a great title, but it's even greater when you live in it. Like the first part I read that, that do the devil tremble when your feet hit the floor. If he don't, then you make him. You start making it. You start the day. Because that's what we need. We need to know that that when your eyes open up and you your feet hit the floor, that the hell says, uh-oh, here he come. Uh-oh, here he come. Mm-hmm. You say that when, when Big Five walk up to the plate, they say, uh-oh, here he come. When Dakota walk into a restaurant, they say, uh-oh, here he come. So, so <laughs> So, so, so I mean, <laughs> I just need, I just need for the brothers. And, and listen, I'm looking forward to chapter two, man. You know, I love you guys, man. God bless y'all, man. You just don't know. Every Tuesday, I turn it to Sunday. It's just another day. God bless y'all, man. I love you, brothers, man. <laughs> All right, brother Robert, man. Appreciate that, man. Thank you, and and um, thank you for standing in the gap for me Saturday morning, man. I had to get back get back here man but appreciate you all, always for everything that you do man love you love you on that note for you go on that note you know we had no room for all them uh earned beers you left you know that right so what's coming he got him he got him he had to do some things but I want you to know that you that you left him that tight <laughs> I've been asking him all week he said I'll make it happen but you know it's good other way we made it happen it's good doc <laughs> <laughs> Um, I appreciate you, Billy, bringing this book up. So far, it's been it's been really good. I think it's just gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the conversation tonight. I love all y'all, and I'm glad Robert told me uh, Dakota's nickname, Light Bright. I love it. <laughs> good job, brother Josh. Love you, man. Love you, brother Darren. <laughs> Uh, listen uh good stuff tonight uh i've never been really been a reader but uh books but i i said i wanted to get into books um but it was a good way to start the year off with the book so i definitely um cool with that um just real quick uh sundays won't necessarily be an issue i know sometimes i just might not be on uh because i'll be traveling a lot on the weekends so, but if I could be on, Sundays is not a bad day um, for me. So at eight o'clock, I'm typically in by that time, but just sometimes if I can't be on, it's because I'm I'm traveling or whatever. Um, but um, it definitely, definitely uh, was good stuff tonight. Definitely made you look at, you know, the big question is when you get out of bed, do you make, do you, do hell quiver? You know what I'm saying? Do they, do, do, do they say, oh, he come, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> that is a um that is a powerful statement in itself and and if you're not doing that if, if that's not something that's happening then you definitely want to reevaluate your walk with christ and your relationship with with god and how you present yourself to to the world you know what i'm saying so um good stuff man i'm looking forward to the rest of the book um 
I couldn't really find a hard copy to the book. I only got the audio. Like I couldn't find it on the thrift on the thrift thing. I couldn't find it on nowhere. I was only able to find it on my iPad on like the audio. So I didn't have like a hard copy. So right. I just probably had to order one and get here in a couple weeks. If yeah, probably, if you got if you got Amazon, they mm-hmm. they got them for it, it ain't on there. It was I, only I, the audio. I, it was only audio. Like Amazon said, I can get a hard copy, but it take a couple weeks for me to get it. Bonds and Nova. I got mine from Bonds and Nova. Okay. All right. I'll go check million. out. We got one here. I'll go check it out. Thanks. Yeah. Books a million. Right. Books yeah. a million got them too. Good job, Darren. Um, yeah, man. Reading, man. I I read probably the year the pandemic hit. I, I read like 13 books, but I usually read six to eight a year. Um as soon as we log off of here, I'm finna jump back into the Scotty Pippen book. So juicy, it's <laughs> so juicy early in it, but uh, good, good job, man. Man, I'm so grateful that Josh brought you in. Still puzzled why he was a little hesitant to pray. <laughs> yeah, I just, Josh, I like, Josh, Josh know I'm always joking around, like, I'm always joking. Well, Josh around. been with this group, man. Nah, man. nah he know he, he didn't want me to be What happened to you Saturday night? What happened Saturday night? No, we'll talk about it when we get offline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll Dirty Bird. We don't, I don't need a brother Robert and uh, a brother Dakota part two. I don't need. I can't have four of them. No, sir. <laughs> my, my, my closing remarks, man. First of all, I love the book. Like I said, I don't read this book. I had this book now going on six years, maybe six, maybe five or six years. And I know this is one of the books that I read every year but what i got out of it tonight that i did not pick up on before is know your purpose don't let nobody else define your purpose you got to know your purpose that's i mean brother darren gave me some knowledge tonight dude i think i don't share that at least three or four times on every social media platform uh, let me see what, what what was the one he told me. The last one he told me. Hold on, let me find it. Hold on, I can't find it. Oh, my page is blowing up since I made that last post. It says, "When you think you're perfect and make a mistake, remember the lesson is in the mistake." Man, it, that right there is like the hot topic right now on my on my platform. So. I, I gotta remember that. I, I definitely gotta remember that. And as for changing over to Sunday night, ain't no problem. Probably next Sunday may be an issue because I'll be coming back from Maryland, but I'm gonna try to leave out early so I can get back in time. So as I'm not back in time, I got a I got a cell phone. So I, I shall and I will be on. And anybody who's riding with me, they're gonna be on. Little they didn't know. I'm gonna plug my phone up in the auxiliary jack. And we're gonna be in the car speakers. <laughs> man. Good stuff, Dirty Bird. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. One of the reasons I mentioned that I want to discuss the change. A lot of times when change occur, especially in the in the kingdom and the things that we're doing, the enemy looks at it like it's a win for him. Right? Can you imagine how Satan feels on Tuesdays around six o'clock? Them every step of the way, fellas, finna go with that racket on them. Here they come with that racket. Like That's Brother right. Robert said, 
when 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 your feet hit the floor, that that's a real statement. He read it and I read it also. But he didn't know I read it. So he read it too, like a confirmation. So on Tuesday, the enemy hears every step of the way. He hates it, right? He hates it. So he hears us talking about going to Sunday. To him, that's a small win. You know why? So he ain't got the hairs on Tuesday no more. And so as a small win, he's, he's thinking, okay, he hear Brother Dakota say, hey, man, I don't know, right? And trust me, not just Dakota, he'll sit, he'll sit the doubts. He'll start showing you all the things you could be doing on Sundays. He, he'll start showing you all the stuff you can be doing on Sundays because he does not want God's word to come forth. Because he told me, you know, I, I'm just going to be honest, y'all my brother. He told me, hey, that's it. It's been a nice run. You know what I told him? You a lie, too. <laughs> I, like, I love these dudes, man. Just, just because God is repositioning me in, in, in my personal life should not affect what we're doing. And, and, and change is good. I think, man, you start talking, man, 80... I don't know how many weeks we've been, how many tools that we've done it. You're talking 70 to 80 weeks, probably. Sometimes it it, it, it takes that change to reignite that fire. And you know, so also, but that's just another way of looking at it, man. And my other takeaway is the covering aspect that he talked about with the three fingers. And it ain't, it ain't, it's not necessarily a husband thing, because he talks about everybody that's under your under your ram. That's nieces, nephews, little cousins, little neighbors. It, it talks about it. Didn't he didn't just talk about him as a dad and a husband? So whoever that looks looking at us and following us or has connected with us in our life and respecting us under that manner, we are also covering them also. So let's not let's not forget the people who are attached to us. You know, our kids they they with us they rocking and rolling with us pretty much regardless but it's other folks attached to us that we are responsible for so let's pray for them also great right. night man i love you guys brother dakota take us home and pray us on out of here when you finish amen amen you just said who's ever attached to us remember like the songwriter said everything attached to me wins everything and not, so who, is, who is attached to me we win you keep him covered amen because that's that's part of that too amen um everybody because like i said we probably have more people than who we think is looking up to us, looking up to us for leadership and for guidance and advice and counsel. And whatnot. that's so, so important for us to always to stay in character. If somebody's always watching you, somebody's always looking for something and needing something from you, we always got to be ready as, as men of God. Because <clears throat> people are always they're pulling on you from every direction and they're depending on you, whether you know it or not. Somebody's always depending on you. Like you said, nieces, nephews, even some of my friends, these or whatever the case may be, whether they want to admit it or not. And mm -hmm. when that, I believe we're highly, we're more respected than what we think we are. Like right. you said, that's why the devil is a liar. We are needed. We are here for a purpose. You do have a purpose. And when that is more, so I'm thinking it might be bigger than what you think it is because of the leadership role that we carry. And we always got to remember that, not to put any added pressure. Just continue to do what we do. Just stay before God, stay in prayer, and continue to let God use you, and continue to ask for wisdom and knowledge. But let's go ahead and be the leaders that God called us to be, kingdom men. And when in your community, wherever it may be, be kingdom men, always represent. We're under that microscope all the time, that magnifying glass. 
and whatnot. The devil is not going to catch me slipping, and I know the devil is not going to catch you slipping. Dirty Bird, you've been awesome these last few posts you've been putting on there. I love you, brother, and yes. thank you and whatnot. So that, that you've been doing real good with that, and mm -hmm. keep that up, man. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, you've been doing real good with that. Um, So keep that up, and I know uh, Todd's nephew, uh, Jonathan, is happy now that Russell Wilson is going to Denver and all of that foolishness, but I know he's happy about that. But God bless each and every last one of you, and let's keep Glenn in prayer as he's down in Daytona, I believe. It wasn't that, so let's keep him in prayer that uh, whenever you come back, you can make it back safely and whatnot. Yeah. And um, all the brothers that's not on tonight, continue to keep them in prayer as well. Amen. So let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this meeting on tonight, God. We thank you for every man that's on here tonight, God. Watch over every man that's not on here tonight in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you watch over those that are listening right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Keep them covered with your blood in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray, Lord, that we be a positive influence, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that we help somebody on tonight, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you continue to order our steps and use us for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Strengthen each and every last one of us, God, in Jesus' holy name, God. Continue, Father God, to use us, God. Hallelujah, God. And I pray, Lord, that we will continue to have a mindset to give you praise, to give you honor, to give you glory, to bless your holy name, because you are worthy to be praised in Jesus' holy name, God. Touch our bodies right now, God. I pray, Lord, that we're strong and we're healthy and in our right mind, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Watch over each and every one of us tonight as we sleep in our beds, Heavenly Father, Lord, if we have a sweet, peaceful sleep in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And I pray it could be your will as we wake in the morning and put our feet on the floor, God, that we give you praise and we give you honor for another day, God, and let us make a positive difference. And I always said, if we're not making the enemy mad, then we're doing something wrong, God. So I pray that we always make the devil mad. Lord, we love you and give you praise and honor. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. What an awesome prayer. Good job, brother. Dakota. Great night tonight, man. I'm going to take you guys tomorrow, what we what we read next week, because I know we got to have more time than usually like on Sunday. So I'll take you guys tomorrow, what, we, what we're going to be going through next week. Love you guys. Y'all be good. Have a blessed weekend. Hey, uh, one All quick right, thing. Uh, oh, my nickname is Matt Lightbright. Y'all have a good night. God bless you. <laughs>